heroes, and welcome to another episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your Game Master. We're concluding our run of Time Watch episodes this week. I hope you've enjoyed this game as much as I have. Before we get rolling, I want to remind everyone that on June 29th, One Shot will be running in conjunction with the Chicago Nerd Social Club, Roleplaying 101. Join me and Kat, as well as other stellar GMs, as we run some Dungeon World. The best part is, we'll wrap up that evening with dinner and a show at Medieval Times. The tickets are only $40, which is $20 less than an average Medieval Times ticket. For more details, follow the link in the show notes. As part of our initiative to feature new and independent games before Gen Con, One Shot is going to run a system created by one of our fans. It's called D10 O. It's a universal D10-based system with tons of options for character generation. Since this system can literally do anything, I thought it would be fun to open it up for more fan intervention. Go to the show notes and find our link to the D10 O system. Read it over, and then send us a setting that can fit on one page along with one character built in the D10 O system. We'll feature that character and that setting on the D10 O episode. Kat and I will have final say over what goes on air, but we'll do a critical success episode explaining why we liked the setting that we picked. Mail those entries in to GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. Good luck, heroes! If you like the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to pass us on to your friends. You can also leave us a rating or review on iTunes that helps us get featured, or you can follow us at OneShotRPG on Twitter. You can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. And with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. Welcome back to One Shot. We are in the final round of our Time Watch adventure. Uh, I'm just going to go around real quick, introduce everybody. Uh, first up, uh, playing Skeg, we have Eric. Eric, uh, I, you pointed out to me that uh, we didn't get to do a physical description on Skeg the first week. <laughs> so now you can intricately describe your beautiful, I'm sure, raptor lady. What does she look like? So she is a raptor, but uh, because uh, in Skegg's timeline, dinosaurs weren't wiped out by uh, Meteor, mm-hmm. they had a chance to evolve further. The, the feathers that they did have on their body sort of paired back to you know, roughly analogous to what humans got from being hair-covered to sort of slightly less hairy, mm-hmm. um, sometimes significantly less hairy, depending on the person. Um so she's got sort of colored plumage, which is nice. Um, she's a little bit more upright than uh, the sort of standard Jurassic Park Velociraptor you might mm-hmm. be imagining. Um, she's, it's not straight neck into the back of the head, is not perfectly upright coming into the bottom of the skull, but somewhere about 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not used to human clothing. Okay. Um, so, so or, doesn't mind it, gold chains apparently. So in her in her culture, are like is everybody normally naked? Do they wear clothes or? Um, yeah, they're sort of they're better attuned to their physical environments. Um, mm-hmm. And frankly, when you have uh, when you have uh, dinosaur hands, you <laughs> have a harder time with cloth. Yeah, you have a hard time creating cloth. Yeah, buttons. Yeah, yeah buttons are not a good idea. Um, they're easier than zippers, though. Uh, so yeah, she doesn't usually. 
wear clothes. I mean, there's not as much of the physical uh, sexual characteristics in in raptors to begin with. Right, right. They so they have they have cloacae, and uh, you know they're they're much yeah they're they're much more loose with their sexuality than uptight humans, right? Okay, <laughs> and and less oppressively gendered. Ah, yeah. Let's move on to Reina, who is playing Doctor Leah Bree. Um, inventor of time travel. Uh, let's, let's, how did Leah invent time travel? What, what was it a moment like with Doc Brown where he fell down, uh, hurt his head and came up with the idea for the flux capacitor? Oh, no, no, no. Leah has always been a scholar. Um, you know, um, her relationship with her parents was one, you know, a little bit rocky and it I think she always, there. she yeah. always strove to be impressive to them. Um, unfortunately, um, her father was not much of a, a scholar. Mm-hmm. And so that didn't really impress him and, you know, girls and their dads. Yeah. Um, so I think that to a certain degree is why, um, she might not be quite as ethical as some people might want her to be. Um, she's really just looking for approval from her dad. You know, one day she does hope to settle down if she can find somebody who, who could really appreciate her. I think she really like, she would be looking for a man who can, stand up to her really Mm -hmm. you know um not somebody who she can just walk all over so yeah interesting interesting peer to that psyche and speaking of characters who have a father issue uh let's move on to connie who is playing altani a mongolian princess who definitely has some daddy issues uh let's let's actually say we got a glimpse of altani's relationship with her father we do know that oppressive ancient gender roles prevented her from you know reaching her full potential in the past mm-hmm. but you know, what was it like with your father uh well as you know uh genghis khan was indeed my father mm-hmm. they did not really they did not recognize daughters as part of the family uh we were merely uh afterthoughts right and in order for me to have any attention from my father, I did need to learn how to fight because that is all that he respected. Right. Um, but with that, I found that I must work twice as hard as the brothers, and even that was not enough. So it was time for me to go. I'm not even sure if he recognized that I left. To wow. Be truthful. Wow. Well, hopefully some of what you did in dismantling a large portion of the Great Wall of China gave him <laughs> some happiness. Uh, let's move on to Bill, who is playing Kafala, spaceship traveler extraordinaire, battler of aliens. Um, let's learn a little bit about your past. How did you get involved in uh, interplanetary travel? I mean, obviously you're from the future, but oh, yeah. well, why, uh, why do you go into that? I'm a... Uh, 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 I'm a... Uh, Speed racer by trade, and mm-hmm. you know, the spaceships were the fastest speed uh, uh, ways to get around. That they're out there. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, while I, when I'm at home, I, I listen to music and I philosophize. But when I'm behind the wheel, everything else disappears, and all I care about is crossing the finish line first or being the only one to. Uh, at that point, I sometimes do things I regret, but. Either way, it's what took me into space in the first place. Very cool. And finally, we have Mike Chuck, 
who is, of course, uh, the person who in, uh, got me in contact with Chicago Loot Drop, the wonderful charity all of these folks represent. So, Mike, let's talk, before we get into your character, Mace Hunter, let's talk a little bit about Chicago Loot Drop and where people would be able to find ways to get involved. What if they want to do, what if we want to do more than just give money? How do we help you? Um, a few ways you can help us is, I mean, especially just awareness of Chicago Loot Drop always helps. So, um, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, um, and share that with friends, especially when we have events coming up. So, um, if you attend those, invite friends, even if you don't, uh, even if you can't attend, oftentimes people go, oh, I can't go. Well, you can, do you know a nerd? And if you're listening to this, you know some nerds. <laughs> um, invite them to come to Chicago Loot Drop events, um, attend yourself. Um, as well as, um, if you want to actually like really put in some time, um, you can contact us through our website. Uh, and like as events come up, um, we always need help with, um, various things. It's not like super glorious work or anything. It's just kind of, you know, remedial manual labor usually or something like that. But it's but all, it's all, it's, it's all, all good. Yeah. It all, it all, I mean, it all helps out, um, and stuff. So. Um, any, anything like that really um, always helps out. Yeah, a lot. so one shot heroes, you know that you don't just need to give money to get involved. I know this is an expensive hobby. I put away a lot of money into this, but that's not all they need from you. These wonderful people at Chicago Loot Drop could just use you to go visit their Facebook page, like their Facebook page, take note of when their events are, and show up. Or you can follow them on Twitter at uh, uh, twitter.com slash Chicago Loot Drop. All right, so at Chicago Loot Drop on Twitter. And our events are usually pretty awesome and very much tailored towards nerds, so it's very easy charity work. It's a fun way to do the right thing. And with that, let's let's turn to Mace Hunter, who often finds a fun way to do the wrong thing. <laughs> but there's some but when, there's a glimmer when of the, the wrong right thing. thing is done the fun way. Some might say it's the right way. <laughs> Um, so let's learn a little bit more about Mace. We already know he is an adventurer, a big game hunter, so many other awesome things. How did he get into this lifestyle? Did did he also have father issues? Um, no. In a way, it was better for him to leave England, his homeland, which some of you are like, oh, he's British. No, not doing a British accent for um, very long. <laughs> not even necessarily was keeping consistently my Mace, my Mace voice, but I'm sorry about that. Um, so yes, um, similar to how he ended up, uh, in Time Walked itself, the way he ended up in Africa was once again, he has this habit. Fine, he is not a big monogamy guy. And so since he doesn't recognize it himself, he doesn't necessarily recognize it in, uh, um, other people, other people. Um, so it's, you know, a little bit of love the one you're with, with Mace. Uh, and so that has gotten into some trouble, especially, um, he used to be in the army and, uh, took a fancy to his captain's wife and felt to, it was better to retreat to, as they like to refer to at the time, as the dark continent. Uh, Mace is, uh, <laughs> somewhat. After being in Time Watch, at least. After being in Time Watch, he's a bit more sensitive to stuff like that. Still insensitive in a lot of ways, but yeah, he's, um, so he ended, that's how he ended up. Uh, you know, he still likes Just the adventure, ex- exploration, uh, did, did he killing go, things. Did he go native? Have you learned like the ways of, uh, the people who were living there? Is that why you're such a talented big game hunter? Um, yes, he, um, is able to, well, normally he's able to, um, be very stealthy as a hunter. <laughs> 
um, taking advantage of his environment, hiding in um, tall grass, short grass. But he's he's trees, used to you know, know. stalking prey that's more dangerous than guards, so that threw him for a loop a little bit. <laughs> Tigers are dangerous. Tigers are way more dangerous. Tigers did much more to prevent the spread of the, the British Empire. Raptors, than... I didn't. Nope. Never shot a lot. Nope. Didn't, <laughs> never did that. Hey, buddy. <laughs> That's good to hear. (laughs) (laughs) All right, with that, let's rejoin the game. Time is not fragile. Like a river, it ebbs and flows, splitting into many channels and pools, extending in either direction farther than the mind can comprehend. However, thieves, tyrants, and titanic terrors which defy imagination seek to prey on the innocence at the very reaches of reality. Our only defense against these chronological cretins are the brave heroes who stand century in the Citadel, which sits outside of time. Those champions of continuity, Time Watch! And now, the One-Shot Podcast presents tonight's episode, The Raptor's Gambit. Uh, Kafala... You were you had just been shot by by Carmen San Diego. Um, you are gonna take five damage, but with the searing pain of that bullet, which has uh, I'm gonna say it's hit you in the leg. So it's a non-fatal shot. It didn't nick any artery. Um, with the searing pain of that comes an idea into your head. What 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 are you going to do? Oh, well, the uh, I'm certainly not above. Uh looking for some reinforcements as mm-hmm. necessary uh, I'm not I'm not my weapon's not in my hand at the moment and there's uh as I've as I've heard it's a little bit dangerous to 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 just throw off an EMP in mid time jump as the uh wall seems to be in right um so just uh just before I pull that trigger I want to make sure that I'm not going to turn the universe to kablooey mm-hmm. I want to look up to where the uh to look up to where the uh that blinking device is that the uh, that's the the autochron that's attached to the wall. Yeah, uh, and just to make sure that I really did come back from the future, disable that device ahead of time, and that my future self is just holding up a speaker, playing playing that Carmen song that's right, rising right, towards crescendo. Right. Um, and uh, I assume that if that is what I see when I look up. Do I, do I give myself a wink of reassurance that I'm, you know, this actually is happening? What you look you look for is an extra self, and you see attached to the live autocron, uh, which is still functioning and playing the song. You see a note that is from a future self, written plainly so you can see. Uh, ah. It is a little bit cryptic, it but is a bit you cryptic. don't. You know, in that moment, uh, what you have told yourself, and that is all you know. Um, as the okay. music reaches its crescendo and you disappear in space and time. And Damn it, future self. Finally, Mace Hunter. Um you have just finished a scrap with some guards. And went uh, well. now you're fumbling. Really well. Nobody else can say otherwise. You weren't there. Well enough. <laughs> only only Kafala knows the truth. <laughs> 
So you're 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 uh, you've got a rag that you're you're taking some of the blood away from the back of your head as you're fiddling with this um, uh, EMP device. I mean, I'm also like I've been wounded like to the torso, right? Yeah, yeah. So my shirt is off and I've bandaged myself a bit. Yeah, you look a bit like Doc Savage and how his shirts are just destroyed on the cover of every book that he's ever been in. Uh, so your your nice Time I'm, Watch you know uniform is in rags as you've used it as bandages. And I'm you in just, Brando mode. Yeah. You look, you look very adventure, and so you're fiddling with it with one hand. You're, you know, patting off some of the blood with the other hand. When you feel something in the air behind you, and you reach your hand back and start fiddling around behind you, and you realize you're touching the barrel of a gun, and you sort of freeze for a second. There we go. Um, using notice, do I smell perfume? Chanel number nine. May ships. From focusing on the EMP, and he goes into brand mode. <laughs> he turns around. Well, hello. Hello there, Mace. Have we met? We're meeting now. All right. Beautiful evening, wouldn't you say? Out on the great big wall. Your first uh, time here? The the camera zooms out to establish that it is during the mid-afternoon. <laughs> Yes, quite lovely here on the Great Wall. Are you originally from China? <laughs> she puts uh, her hand in her chin. She's sitting down um, uh, as you were near a guard table where this like struggle first took place. And she smiles at you. No, I'm not. So are you here for me or for this uh, explosive device I, device I got right here? Why can't it be both, Mace? I like that answer. I like that answer. So, uh, how is this going to go down? Well, it can go down one of two ways, and I think you're familiar with both of them. The easy way, or the extremely easy way. Well, no one's ever said Mace was easy. I can't imagine that's true, Mace. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sorry, I think I'm just going to have to blow this thing up. I'm sorry that you see it that way. So, we've got a couple options here. I mean, we could fight now, or we can fight later. That is true. That is true. Those are the options we have. Thankfully, I don't think that'll be necessary. No? No. As the music reaches its crescendo. (laughs) (laughs) And you disappear in space and time. Maze Hunter, unstoppable flirt. Let's <laughs> get into my line. <laughs> so we we go back to Skeg. Skeg, you emerge victorious. Like you're you're like wiping your your little reptile hands together, and you put your tiny arms. Two rodents with one stone. <laughs> you put your tiny arms on your reptile waist and just like. Look like like uh, start looking over the land, being like another job well done. <laughs> and you start looking, and there's a lot less wall than there was before you went in here. Say four fifths less. <laughs> yeah, mammals are such impressively unreliable creatures. Uh, so now, like, thankfully, this is very close after the phenomenon happened. And you are happen to be on the part of the wall where Leah's uh, 
a triangulation device was set up. So all you need to do is roll, uh, is make a science roll to use the data that you gathered from the Great Pyramids and the data, the data that you've gathered from the Great Wall in order to find out the location uh, in space and time of this hidden fortress. All right. Is that burning it or just using it? Um, so if if you he, here's oh. what I'll let you do. Uh, autocrons are notoriously good with are, are very good with time, but they're notoriously unreliable for space. If you want to burn your uh, science roll, burn your science, you, you'll end up in a better place. If you don't, you'll end up in another place. Uh, but either way, you're going to get wherever these objects have gone. Science it. Yeah, I'm going to burn the science. All I'm right. tired of splitting the party. Well, it's a shame that you desire, that was your desire for it, because you do end up in another realm of space and time. You manage to see all of the party. You are very, very far away from them at this point. But I assume closer than I would have been. Uh, no, you Oops. would have been right next to them. Now you are at a, you are at a place where nobody else knows you're there. Oh, well, that's good too. Yes. So you are well hidden. You are in what appears to be some sort of pocket dimension. Uh, time uh, was described in the Time Watch book and in the official Time Watch manual, uh, the official Time Watch training manual, as a river or a series of rivers, uh, some of which run parallel, some of which intersect, and they can be dammed, ebbed, and flowed so it moves differently. There are certain areas of time only theorized by Leah Breen that are completely disconnected from the rest of space and time it's what you used to help create the original time watch citadel and this appears to be one of those dimensions floating in space are the great pyramids um you see as you warp in the great wall comes in uh the shortly thereafter the Colosseum comes in and the lines of nazca along with the Stonehenge and the Heads on Easter Island, all seven wonders of the world are in this area of space and time. And floating on a little island pedestal is a man in a striped shirt with glasses. He walks with a cane and he appears to be wearing very casual blue jeans. Uh, he's busy at work on a computer. You recognize him as Waldorf or as he was more casually known to his friends, Waldo. Um, <laughs> found him. <laughs> the various Carmens warp in um, and the one who spoke to you Leah uh, turns away from you Have we? did we manage to do it Waldo are, are all of them secure yes darling they are hello Leah hey Waldorf what you doing I'm saving the world what, what we should be doing with the technology that we have um i i did not get the entire wall but uh it's no matter they won't be able to understand the message without it they will send a scout ship though and we have to intercept that well thankfully i brought with me a group of brave heroes who i'm sure would be willing to do that and when are they gonna arrive i'm gonna speak to somebody else now mace thank you Thank you. Um, no problem, Walter. Thanks, Ben. So what, uh, what kind of ship did you say they were arriving in? Is this something I would be familiar with? That's something not clear, but it would be your 
uh, motif, I'd say. It's going to be a smaller ship. And here's the real kicker. It needs to return, but the people on it have to have to believe that this planet has no life on it whatsoever. So we're going to need a crew of people who are brave enough, clever enough, and strong enough to go aboard the ship and alter the memories of everybody on board. You do that, and I can put these monuments back, and time can be restored to normal. Alien predation aside, of course. It'll be as if none of this ever happened. That strikes me as awfully convenient. I don't see how, uh, why would an alien civilization, whom I hate, by the way, mm-hmm. yes, got me there, uh, why would they go through all the trouble of setting up all this and send one little scout ship who just doesn't, you know, who, who comes back and just, you know, reports some erroneous thing and they give up? Of course. Uh, tell me, Kefala, have how many civilizations have you encountered in your travels through dimensions through your travels through space uh one or two other sentient races uh really just the sophosaurs are the only creatures that i see in time watch run across aliens you've run they attacked me yes yes they have very hostile aliens who use their technology in a less thoughtful way very predatory uh i do want to use some falsehood detection on the predatory specifically Mm -hmm. um are they really predatory aliens most of the aliens that you've encountered that like like the time watch only has one other type of species working for it because the sophosaurs are the only ones they can really work with Mm -hmm. i mean time watch the default time watch (laughs) exists outside of space and time and it exists in a way where you know they could go to errors with internet interstellar travel if they really wanted you could have a sort of space federation similar to star (laughs) trek protecting all of the universe from the different ills that it suffers however you've only been able to work with different versions of humans essentially mm-hmm. and that's because most of the aliens that you've encountered are hostile there are reptoids uh there are ravenoids there are all these creatures that are predatory and have an alien way of thinking at least in your experience okay and that's because there is a race of creatures that preys upon sentience like us for lack of a better the term ones would cooperate yes they find them in an infantile stage and they groom them they move them along to a area where their brains are developed enough for devouring then they warp in at that period and finish them off okay well uh and now that we're in this pocket dimension would i be able to find it again were i to leave with my autocron uh absolutely oh. you have a, like you made sure specifically that you're logging this place with right. your autocron well, then uh waldorf was it you've you've got yourself a pilot i don't speak for everyone else here but i can assure you i will leo w- would you well, I was thinking we do have five memtag devices, a little bit of work, and those could make one big one. It should make it easier, at least, to take some people out. I suppose I could jump on board with this. Of course, that's a brilliant idea. 
I, I miss working with you for that. That's that's perfect. Yes, if you if you knocked out the power in the ship, it would be simple to move aboard and alter the memories of the creatures on board. And Altani, are you are you in for a little <clears throat> adventure? Well, I have to say, some of your story I find intriguing. Some of your methods, however, don't really work for me. Yes, that's why I'm not part of Time Watch. I do what works. Well, why can you not do this on your own, then? Why do you need our help? Why do I need your help? That is a very good question. Frankly, it's not going to affect me either way. If they destroy this planet, I've already gotten myself outside of space and time. I don't care, but I figured you might. If you don't care, why even get involved in this endeavor in the first place? I didn't want to have to fight you and kill you on the Great Wall. I think it should be easy why enough to avoid Why save that. all of these monuments to save this planet if you don't care? I like treasures. These treasures are not yours. They will go to the aliens. Oh, they belong to me now. If the planet gets wiped out, they have no time to go back to. So they might as well be mine. And if the planet does not get wiped out, will these treasures go back to the planet? Well, I believe I would have to pay you for giving me the opportunity to steal them later. It was fun doing it the first time. I'm sure I could figure out how to do it again. Indeed. You are a sly one. I'm if not you, a Grinch. <laughs> if you come along, I'll bet we get to bash some heads along. Although I would like I'm to steal in. Christmas. That sounds great. How would I go about stealing Christmas? <laughs> Do these aliens need to survive? Here's the thing. If they go back to their fleet, it will look suspicious if some of them died in a routine scouting mission where they found that there was no life on the planet they were grooming. Well... Why not? I'm always up for a bloodbath. And or at least a partial one. Where is... Where is the last one? Skeg. One of the Carmens takes a device off her chest. Skeg got away. Still left on the wall. I I, I don't know. I, if, if you want to go get your friend, that's fine. It doesn't affect me either way. I tried to explain the situation to Skeg, but... You all know Skeg, I guess. So you're saying you need me to hunt a beast? I don't think anyone said that to you. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think we'll find a way to reunite with Skeg later. Fair enough. Well, either way, Mace Hunter needs a spa day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would actually like to um, tag out um, with future Mace Hunter. Who's well rested, healed up? His mace hunter. Oh, I love that ability. He's gonna go relax on the beach for a while. Um, and oh my god! He's just gonna so literally through time. There's gonna be a, oh, and then just whoop, a new refreshed, resaned. Just <laughs> use that word. Um, mace hunter shows up. Tan too. <laughs> uh, so, but I, with the chronal, I want, I'm going to use. So that's two trips. Mm-hmm. Or we count as one trip or two trips. Uh, that, There's that's, like weeks between them. I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say the one from the future won't need to make us chronal stability check, but this current mace hunter will. Okay, because um, he's dealing I'm with gonna, the damage timeline. All right, cool. I'm going to use a stitch 
Um, so then I don't have to make the check because those checks are hard for me right now, mm-hmm. because, which is what's kind of got me in the need for a spa day. So, boop, Mace Hunter, refreshed, kind of smelling of some sort of fruity cocktail from a tropical island, um, returns, emboldened. Uh-huh. That's what happens to you right after a vacation. You're emboldened. That's good because he wasn't bold before. <laughs> Wee. Yeah, he was so passive. Certainly brash. <laughs> all right. So, are you all heading on to Kafala's ship? Uh, I- I've managed to. They're going to be appearing across timelines. However, I'm, I'm going to separate it out so you'll all ship out at the same time across many timelines. It's a little bit complicated. Uh, Leah, it's based on a theory that you devised. Right, well, of course it is. I mean, I am the founder of time travel and all. Um, I think it would be best if we all stuck together for a little while, though. Yes, yes, yes. If uh, it's You're going to stick together. It's You're going to be performing the same action across seven different time periods as the aliens go to check on their progress they'll find that there was no progress and that this planet is a loss uh just don't go down to earth if you touch down at any point to earth you'll find that uh you'll really ruin the fabric of space and time you're appearing in the same places performing the same actions across time i'm sure leah understands but for the rest of you it's don't worry about it. Just don't go to Earth. Do touch things on Earth? Don't touch anything. I was not paying attention. I must <laughs> You can't mount time on your wall, Mace. There's nothing I've been unable to mount yet. <laughs> we, we cut forward to the future after the mission where he hangs a clock on his wall. <laughs> Wait, we all very proud of him. Statement to be made there. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, you, so you'll you'll be exported to seven different time periods, and you'll be performing the same actions in each time period for all intents and purposes. It's as if you have performed this mission once. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, are you all ready to ship out? Um, um, I would enough. like before we ship out. Mm-hmm. I have a device to make. Do I need to roll yes. for that? Uh, yeah, roll for it. Um, add however many points you would want. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I have to roll a four? Yeah. So I'm just gonna go ahead and three, so that thing works. That thing well. works perfect. Yeah, with your advanced technical knowledge, all you need to do is launch this device at the ship. It will cling to the enemy ship automatically. And it will shut down their systems so you can board them and perform the memory wipe. Sorry, I just healed up a little bit. Right, right, right. <laughs> Was I supposed to say that out loud? Okay. Um, so your device is working perfectly. Any other preparations people want to make? Uh, Skeg, we can turn to you now. You have been... You're floating amongst the monuments in a gravity-free environment. You're clinging to uh, what appears to be part of the Roman Colosseum. Uh, So you can move about undetected in this environment uh, however you want. Uh, Really, all you have is these different monuments throughout history floating in empty space, and there's a little island where their computer systems are. Do I... Is there enough uh, 
matter for me to be able to hear that there's yeah 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 they, like <clears throat> let's not I'm not science too much into the, it's not okay. it's not a vacuum you're not in a, any danger of dying that's good <laughs> <laughs> that would um, suck well I I sort of assume that because uh, the the sophosaurs developed uh, psychic powers in lieu of mechanical mm. powers that it shouldn't be terribly hard for me to get from here to there oh no not sort at all uh, moving myself along um the problem is i'm still not so sure that these are good guys that we're apparently now all working with all right so how are you going to determine whether or not that's true um can i scatter their entrails and try to read that for signs of truth <laughs> yes, but you remember now that that's a rather primitive way of doing things. Well, they much, did it much to like birds, much like bone reading. <laughs> they did it to so many chickens. Yeah, it is the way of my people. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it, like that. That that is one way of doing things, but the answers aren't always reliable. <laughs> You true. must be remembering that from satisfied. a different timeline where that was the first resort always. <laughs> trying to find my um, investigative abilities. Yeah. I'm not really totally, totally confident in these. My high society could taunt. Taunting always seems like a good option. Taunt's always a great option, I think. <laughs> Your vicious mockery hurt their feelings. Oh, right. I am outside this. I'm going to use it. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming I've heard some of this, but I'm going to uh, actually spy on, on them. Okay. As, as th that group gears up. Yeah, um, I already mentioned earlier that you have, like, raptor goggles that you can see far yeah. distances with. I'm quite good at noticing as well. <laughs> okay. Um so you, while you're noticing, you're floating amongst the monuments. You're scrambling very quickly and jumping from one to another, um, sort of hiding in a way so that they're not noticing you jumping from one to another. You're making uh, good use of the camouflage nat nat naturally granted to you by your feathers, um, in order to get closer to the computer so a lot screen. <laughs> so you can read it. Um, and you're, uh, you come, uh, like you're on top of the Sphinx now. Uh, you can see that this is a younger version of the Sphinx. Uh, it's completely intact. Um, and you've got, you're, you're looking through your raptor goggles and you're looking at the readouts on the computer. Um, a lot of them, it's detailing things that you already know. Uh, it has the records of the plans for the pyramids uh, that look similar to the plans that you found in the scarab. It has... Uh, it, it's got some details of an alien ship. They're, they're scattered. They're not very reliable. They're mostly uh, stuff from, like, uh, cuneiform and hieroglyphics and, like, different uh, things that they're using to interpret the fact that aliens came to make this deal initially. Um and you're also like there's special attention to the sphinx uh that's put on it and most of the sphinxes from the plan are missing a nose uh so you're you're not quite sure uh exactly what what that deal is because you're looking at the sphinx now it's like it's perfectly whole um but 
it appears a lot of what they're te- they've been telling you is being substantiated by what you're seeing on the computer. It seems like they're telling you a half truth where they are saying things that are true, but leaving out critical details that may or may not change your mind. Besides spilling their entrails. <laughs> <laughs> Which is always an option. Yeah. I'm, Raptors are just really good at it. Uh, so you're burning a falsehood detection. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, well, I'm, I'm because I mean, falsehood detection means I also probably need to be actually confronting them, right? Yeah. Uh, what I am gonna say is the raptor Carmen uh, wa- walks around like the to another side of the computer screen that's basically out of sight of everybody else mm-hmm. and you uh have been completely unnoticed in your sneaking around from monument to monument so uh she doesn't even know that you're here uh so you descend on her like a shadow mm-hmm. and ninja raptors yeah the worst kind <laughs> you've, girl. Uh, so you've caught her in your grasp uh what what, what are you saying to confront her what aren't you telling us, Carmen? I see you managed to follow us. What if I just shouted for help right now? I could do that, you know. The other Carmens are here. They'd be able to take out you, your friends. Perhaps, perhaps I wouldn't survive. Perhaps you'd be able to take me out before then, but perhaps not. It's a risky game you're playing. I've pinned you down, Carmen. I can open you. <sighs> Fine. The human Carmen is clever, but I I see no need to see her plan succeed. What she's telling you, for the most part, is true. She will return the monuments, but they will all be missing something. Treasures that she'll take to put in her personal collection. Oh, by the way, the aliens are very real, and they will destroy your planet, removing it from space and time. So, I suppose you can either stop her from taking treasures from your monuments, or you can save the universe. Really, I don't care either way, but thank you for allowing me the time to escape. And Carmen taps an autocron and <laughs> disappears didn't have time to actually kill the destroyer of my timeline but her clothes are not part of her normal gear so her autocron is a different version of an autocron it didn't take her gear with her so the hat and the coat stay there (laughs) (laughs) time for dress up So you'll emerge around... I bet we all look alike to you, don't we? (laughs) Thank you for saying that. I'm glad you said it because I was going to be offended if somebody else... That's realist, dude. That's real realist. (laughs) Some of One of my best friends is a sophosaur. You. (laughs) So you you emerge from behind the computer screens uh, dressed as the Carmen Raptor. Yes, hello. <laughs> I really want you to like come up and like wave at us all like awkwardly. <laughs> Raptor winks. All right. Well, I hate I hate to be a bother, but we if you do want to save the universe, you should probably hurry up. Time is wasting. 
and time is literally all we have. Let's go. Time to get going. (laughs) I will accompany these humans. Uh, I need you to make some sort of falsehood check Mm -hmm. to... Uh, the detection? Not detection. This is this is uh, this is lying. Yeah, this is, I think it might be unobtrusiveness if there's no Yeah, I got five dots in that. Yeah. Apparently. You, uh, <laughs> and I will remind you, you are trying to bluff the boss of the game mm-hmm. into convincing her that you are an alternate reality version of herself making this decision. Oh, so she's also Raptor Carmen. No, she uh, she's it's just Carmen, Carmen. It's just Carmen herself, from the Raptor world. Other, yeah. yeah, she's Carmen Prime. She's Carmen Prime. So she is. Hey. A, she's a Raptor. Mm, no, <laughs> no. The the Raptor Carmen was a Raptor. However, this is Carmen San Diego who teamed up with that Raptor because she thinks like that Raptor, and the Raptor thinks like her. Okay. So I'm trying to convince the human that, that you're I'm the Raptor that it's, version. That you're the Raptor version, and that it's a totally normal decision that you're going to accompany them. Well, if it isn't a totally normal decision, then she's got something else cooking that I want to expose. Well, I mean, what, 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 yeah, like. So I'm, what I'm saying is failure is totally an option here. Failure is an option. <laughs> okay. Okay. So are you, are you spending any points? any points? I will spend three points in unobtrusiveness. Okay. Just three. I want to see how this goes. Total of seven. All right. Uh, she she looks you over for a second. Okay. Sure. Fine. Good. All right. You all are going to be joined by me, a different version of me, but still me. So I'll be with you in spirit, if not in human body. So good luck. You all get a, you all get aboard Kafala spaceship, which is named. What's your spaceship's name? Oh, wow. On the spot. Uh, finish line. Finish line. You all you all hop aboard the finish line. Um, Don't cross it. And you go <laughs> You're through. There. You, you, are, you enter a time tunnel and you experience the strangest bit of space-time distortion you've ever experienced. Your ship is split into seven pieces, of, uh, seven different ships, and they all enter seven different timelines. Uh, you can actually wave to yourselves through the windows of... Uh, it's excellent. And, and we do. And Mace does. Yeah, Mace yeah. definitely <laughs> does. He waves to himself. They high-five. <laughs> They're winking at each other. <laughs> um, and you enter... Ooh, that handsome You though. enter space above ancient earth and seven different time periods but you're all essentially experiencing the same things and you see a bizarre organic looking alien spacecraft uh that is hovering above the planet uh a large like it looks like a holographic laser grid is essentially scanning the planet uh or beginning to scan the planet what do you do well, we need to get that device onto that ship, so I imagine we need to do that. Fire it, wherever it attaches. <laughs> a, there was a I, I assume you put some sort of magnet on there for, you know, space. Yeah, well, you said it. It, 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 it well, You just need to get it there. It'll yeah. attach and do its yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So you need to maneuver the ship in a silent Ooh. and stealthy way mm-hmm. as to not be noticed by the other ship 
And I guess because you are the one who controls the ship. Oh, no, actually, screw that. So you need to maneuver it. Uh, she has rigged it up onto uh, the ship's weaponry uh, to fire this device. And it works very similar to a gun. So it's we're going to need Mace to be the trigger man on this. Okay. So this is with an unfamiliar weapon, so it's very difficult. Uh, Kafala, you have no idea how advanced their sensors are. Uh, so you need to find a, to control your ship in a way that will not be detected. I'm going to tell you now, this check is going to be above five for both of you. I won't tell you how far above five, oh. but in order for success, you'll need to roll pretty darn well. I wish I had some way fly to- casual. <laughs> uh, well, shut I... up, Carmen. <laughs> Quite the pilot. I don't see any need to. Uh, I don't see any need not to show off in this situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and burn six points of vehicle. Okay, very cool. And uh, that's a ten. That's a ten. All right, perfect. So you, so you manage to like you have FTL on your ship, um, and it, I'm going to say FTL in the setting will work very similar to Battlestar Galactica, yes. and that you're like thump thump thump. So you like. taking a quick scan of the ship you divine how their radar works and you using your autocron interfacing it with your ship you manage to make several ftl jumps in between so your ship is literally blinking in between the sweeps Mm -hmm. of the radar so they're completely missing you as you get your approach ready and now it's all up to mace to fire the device and hit the ship in a perfect way that it will EMP and take out all of the sensors and everything so that you'll be able to board safely. Um, is is anyone able to um, explain the importance of the situation to Mace? <laughs> I'm I mean, going to use a... He's gonna, he might just kind of wing it. I'm he going... likes to just kind of, you know, spray and pray. Just can somebody kind of put... <laughs> Explain the gravity of the situation to him. Maybe one of the ladies. Maybe I should actually uh, do the firing. Maybe one of the ladies. Mace, let me tell you that there is, in Not fact, you. a device in there that will... Oh. You. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but she's Carmen. You. Exactly. He doesn't, oh. He's just got raptor fever. He doesn't <laughs> He doesn't care who for. Uh, uh, no, then. Mace can tell. <laughs> <laughs> he already had his eyes on her earlier. He's not fooled. <laughs> I appreciate that at least you can tell one one raptor from another. (laughs) (laughs) So now you got to give him a pep talk. (laughs) The entire universe depends on you not dismissing this dude. The entirety of Earth in this timeline or these timelines. That's true. That is true. There was there was an Earth with raptors on it, but it's already gone. Yeah. So you really have no stakes in this, so you can help <laughs> him or not. Keep in mind, Mace is sexually motivated. <laughs> Come on, Eric. <laughs> I don't know what you're looking for from me, Mace. Mace, if you don't do this. There are potentially thousands. I just need to know one thing. Will you hunt with me? Yes, Mace. I will hunt with you. All right, everybody. (laughs) I need a stiff drink. You, make me a stiff drink. 
I mean, how much effort do you want to put in? <laughs> she, she pours some fine, gin. I've got, I've got a flask. I've got a flask. It's fine. It's cool. All right. Mace Hunter <laughs> takes a deep breath and holds. Uh, obviously, the still narrating. Off, I would like to spend an action point of teamwork. Perhaps lining up the ship will make it a little yeah. easier for me. <laughs> I want, I want, I want this. Good. So I'm going to use. Because um, I, I mean, I've got a little. I can do a little refreshing later if I need to. I'm I actually. I'm going to use my remaining shooting points. Um, so I'm going to use five. I'm going to use one of these fancy, dancy, uh, fancy, fancy uh, one shot die because my dinosaur ones have not been doing very well for me. Um, and then Mace Hunter. Um, fires. Four plus five plus six one. is ten, which was ten. the target both of you needed to hit. <laughs> and you did it flawlessly. The device launches. Uh, the alien ship detects the device when it detaches from the ship and uh, no longer benefits from the blinking that Kafala set up. However, it is too late for them to do anything about it. It magnetically attaches to the hull of the ship and the EMP goes off making the ship go adrift in space. Now all you need to do is sneak aboard, overpower the people or creatures on board, and wipe their memories. It's time to hunt, Mace. Oh, I'm not supposed to shoot anything, right? No, not with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well... It's not quite as dramatic, but you can take the little memory stick and just... (laughs) Boop, boop. (laughs) Boop, boop. <laughs> Pacifist system online. I could change your memory so it was more dramatic if you'd like. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> boop, boop. I hope that doesn't affect me in any way. <laughs> your nose is bleeding a little. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, everybody synchronizes their autocrons and you all beam aboard the alien ship. Where do you, we end up in the ship? So you are in a foggy, misty hallway. Uh, the metal in this ship is uh, like a bunch of intertwined tubes. Uh, thankfully, you did, you, you, Kafala had outfitted on your ship. Uh, you have, uh, sort of like, Magnaforce laser helmets uh, oh, that supply you with oxygen. <laughs> I never go anywhere without them. Does that, does that mess up my fedora? Uh, it, no, I think it can encompass your fedora. It's using Magnaforce, after all. A term <laughs> I just invented. Space Raptor! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the ship was quite small, even smaller than Kafala's ship. So you can't, like, uh, the room that you're in, it's just like a round hallway. The ship was uh, saucer-shaped, um, with many organic ridges and edges on it, um... So you would be able... You can't imagine there are that many creatures aboard. How are you... What, what, what are you doing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn to Altani, who is like the, the master of stealth and infiltration and uh, raiding parties in the group. Mm-hmm. And remember, you can mess these guys up however you want, because you're going me- to change their memories when they get back. Indeed. Uh, so I believe that the plan here is to find everybody and change their memory- memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the memories that we're going to change for them will be uh, that the planet is uninhabited. Yeah, that basically the human human race died off before it reached 
its peak in evolution and eating their brains is not going to be good for anybody. Okay. Um, ownership of this size, I do believe that uh, we should head to uh, three different places. Uh, first, the engine room, and then the uh, bridge, and probably weapons. Uh, so perhaps this time it would be wiser to go together instead of splitting up. Uh, perhaps we first start with the bridge, and we'll have them send a message to the rest of their uh, crew to all report there, and we could change everybody's memories at once. Brilliant plan. I believe it is a brilliant plan. <laughs> all right. So now all you need to do is roll an unobtrusiveness. Uh, now, you can attack. Uh, like, there is a system in this uh, called piggybacking mm-hmm. where one person will roll unobtrusiveness, uh, adding however many uh, bonuses to that roll they want. And everybody else just needs to spend a sitch and they can piggy or spend a sitch or a point in that skill and they can piggyback off whatever that person rolls. So whomever has the best unobtrusiveness. Does everybody have a point to spend? Because I have eight of unobtrusiveness, so I have the booster, so you can just um you get it a lot you can tag along for free. Oh for free. You are unable to pay the one point cost for unobtrusive only raise the difficulty of the attempt uh, by one. Okay, so it so it makes it easier for them, whereas it would have been a lot harder. Cool. They don't have the point. Does everybody have the point though? I'm using yeah. one yeah, point yeah. so far. I have yeah. one point. Okay, everybody. Okay. All right, so, all right, we're good then. All right. You should. Roll. Do we need so to you make, make your, your roll? You should make your roll. And how many uh, points are you spending for the party? Um. Yeah, I'll use three. It's for the okay. Mace. I mean, it's foggy. Yeah. It, it's it's foggy. You get the, everybody to army crawl. Wait, are we sure Chuck should be the one rolling the? <laughs> Here, use this one. I grab. I grab. He's got, he's got, I, he I switched to every die. Okay. One shot die. Uh, an official die of the podcast. They have heat okay. fish in One shot die. When you need to roll ones, you should cover yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the opposite of what I want. Okay. This is to be six shot. No, too late. All right. Anyway, um, so rolling three. Yep, rolling the other ones in front of me. Five, Five. Three. All right, so perfect. So yeah, you you stealthily. It's like uh, those commando moments. You're holding up your fist to silence people. You're moving them forward. You're fit. You've already got a feel for the ship. This is my environment. The ship is my jungle. Um, and you navigate your way. You navigate your way to the bridge. Um, and you peer like like you peer in through uh around the hallway and you see on the bridge of this ship are creatures that look like crazy animal people uh they like one looks like a thunderbird of native american legend uh another looks like an anubis creature so they're just like these weird anthropomorphic animal creatures that you see in a lot of mythology Want to shoot so <laughs> badly? I am my pacifist and mace. All right. So they are. Are they aware of our presence, or we have? They are them? aware because they're they're aware that something's wrong because their ship is shut down. Oh, well, that, that's <laughs> true. Um, they they would notice that. Yes. Um. Okay. So I I think uh, so. Mace is in the lead here. So Mace really knows only one way to handle this situation. Mace is going to fight. 
I should note that Dr. Leah Breen is not exactly a fighter. Um, although she does have a, is a pretty good shot, mm-hmm. um, she's more likely to just memory flash anything that moves too closely to her that she doesn't know what it is necessarily. So, like, if somebody came up from behind her, even if she knew them but didn't recognize she's them, just right gonna away, memory flash them, she's probably going to memory flash Love them. That. So you should all just know that. Okay. Should we? How many of them are there? Two. Uh, so there appear to be two in the bridge. Should we all just corral them towards you and you just memory flash them? Sure. Uh, okay. I'm on board with that. Hey, I, okay, we've all got pacifists and plenty of good fighters here. Well, I'm going to use... Um, let's see. I'm going to spend uh, one stitch. Uh, actually, I'm going to use my two remaining scuffling points first then. And I am going to attack Anubis. Um, and so my plan to do with him is, um, just, I'm going to run over and I'm going to kind of grab him real quick and a fireman's carry, but then just kind of throw him over my shoulder using my shoulders. Just kind of like, he's going to roll over and I'm going to toss him over at Dr. Breen. So he'll land kind of flat in front of you is the way this would work if I do it successfully. So make your roll. Alright, <clears throat> so I'm going to make my roll, so plus, so let's cross it off. Plus I feel two. really confident now, I mean, with the, with Different the dice. switch. Damn, so five. Five, perfect. So, you run up, and you notice like these creatures are a lot larger than they looked when you were kind of far away. <laughs> They're about eight feet tall, oh. um, but that you still manage to, like... Like, you throw your weight into it, and you roll the large Anubis creature over you, and it lands its its back on the ground, and uh, the way initiative works in this system is you turn it over to whom you think goes next, which is either Leah Breen or Kefalo, seems that he has an idea. um, There's always time to memory flash later. Um, So, Bill, what do you you got planned, bud? Oh, I'm very excited. Spaceship... Lasers, hand-to-hand combat. This is what I've trained for. <laughs> this is my world now. Uh, I've got... Computers eight, getting excited over I've there. I've got eight points in shooting, mm-hmm. and I've got no reason to save them. And, I, and with those eight points, I can shoot at two people in one turn, right? Yeah. Or two two targets, even if it's the same one? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to spend three on the first shot, five on the second one, at the one you didn't, you mm-hmm. didn't go to. You know, nice little whip out the twin guns... Fire from across the room. First one. One. Oh, that's a one. So that's only a four for the first one. Mm-hmm. You could actually, you don't have to declare who you're going to use your second shot on. You can. I, I want to hit the same guy. Okay. Again. Even more so because of that. And then that's a six. Perfect. The so the, the first one, uh, the creature appears to have like some sort of energy shield that they've brought up. They're fighting with like futuristic versions of primitive weaponry it blocks it uh but that shot was merely a feint it raised the shield to protect its head and you shot it right in the leg toppling it down uh next to its ally who do you pick to go next all right i pick uh altari altani uh following the uh the moves of my cohorts, I see that there is much wisdom in their strategy. And you notice coming up behind you, there are reinforcements. It appears that they allowed you to sneak past in order to form a pincer maneuver. So the two in the uh, control room are down, 
but there are more coming up behind you. Classic. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. They're trying to flank! Back to back. Again. <laughs> uh, We've been through worse scrapes. <laughs> so... I also... Uh, how many people are coming in? Uh, there are, so far, there's one, that, yeah, yeah, that, so there's one coming from one direction and one coming from another direction. Um, I take the one across this, the other side of the room. Okay. Uh, I draw one of my guns, double shot. So I will use three on that first, first guy and shoot at him. Mm-hmm. So that'll be four. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So you, so you, you like, uh, th- this one does not have their shield readied, uh, to defend themselves and it's injured. It's clear. It's not down, but it's definitely injured. So you just need to finish it off or, you know, uh, subdue it. Yeah. Double um, shot. Actually, let me take the other one. Okay. I'm going to injure both of them. Soften them both up. Yeah. Meat tenderizer. Ooh, excellent. Perfect. Nine. Yeah, that one goes down. Like, th- this one is positioned underneath uh, one, some of their weird alien piping. You just shoot the piping, and it swings down from behind, hitting him on the head. It's uh, one of those crazy bird-headed creatures. What are you trying to say, bird-headed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So uh, that that one goes down. Uh, there's one left up. It is injured. And uh, are we mo- who are we moving over to, Altani? Skeg? Skeg, you're up. All right, Skeg. All right. I will psychically render him neuter- neutral. <laughs> oh, oh, buddy. You have that power? That's terrifying. You're <laughs> just not interested anymore. <laughs> wow. Mace uh, so has been immune to that. Roll, roll your psychic neutralization. This person is injured enough that uh, it's going to be affected by. Uh, it's add. taking a minus one to its. Three? Yeah, sure. Add. It's up to you. Set the door again. Oh, spinning die. Perfect. Eight. eight. With eight, you reach into this other creature's mind. It is very, very advanced. Like, you, you can tell that just being here. Luckily, it appears to be in pain. As a trained agent, you exploit that pain and you overwhelm it, basically amplifying its pain centers and uh, you cause its body going into shock, knocking it out. Um and now it, we turn over to Dr. Leah Breen. Well, as was my plan all along, I just waited back for the flashing. So I take out my little flashy guy and kind of squinching my eyes to make sure that everything's okay. I just click it. Uh, the flash washes over the room and the creatures are hypnotized and you are able to implant whatever suggestion you I want. I had been waiting for this. You see, it's always been my dream to have fellow... Um, much like our philosopher something something raptor over here. I thought it would be fantastic to have others so come realistic. join us. So, not only am I going to tell them, of course, that there's nobody here, but for these particular ones, they're going to kind of have like a back of their mind psychic thing going on, like a hypnotic suggestion. Yes, like a like Manchurian candidate, right? So that time watch actually seems like a really good idea to them, and mm. in the future, we might be able to make some allies over there. 
Interesting. Very cool. So you implant that suggestion in their head across seven timelines as the seven different versions of yourself completed actions that were exactly the same as that. You you instantly transport back to the pocket dimension where Carmen was. Uh, and you find that uh, but you find it's completely gone. Um, but the monuments are gone. Quickly, you dial in to uh, look at your temporal disturbances that are on your autocrons, and you see that the monuments have been placed back. Um, however, the Sphinx is now missing its nose, and there is a note on the Sphinx uh, written in chalk uh, that says, Thanks for the help. I've taken my payment. Um, signed, Carmen San Diego. And uh, you return. You return back. But but where's Waldo? Where is Waldo? Uh, so you return back to uh, the Citadel and you report your findings to the chief. Uh, you report your actions to the chief. I have to admit, I didn't believe a team with Mace Hunter would be able to save the entire space-time continuum. One hundred percent success rate, people. One hundred percent. Well, Mace, I gotta say, I don't like your methods, and I don't like you. Oh, God, come now. God damn it, you get results. Yeah. If that wasn't man. some of the finest time watching I've ever seen in my career, I'd be a liar. You're back on the force, Mace. I fired you mid-mission. I was very upset with some of the work I saw out there. <laughs> I was incredibly sloppy. <laughs> You almost got taken out by two ancient guards. You saw that? Nobody saw that. Nobody. <laughs> Everyone saw that. Saw that. <laughs> At time got that time going got erased. <laughs> but what about what of Carmen San Diego? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And for that matter, where's Waldo? With this, you raise a claw, Skag. I've already taken care of that. And we'll cut to. Uh, a future past. While you guys are fighting the aliens, um, just before you autocroned onto their ship, you autocron back to their base. Uh, Carmen, uh, Waldo is furiously at the computer, uh, moving monuments back, uh, while Carmen has is just finished uh, removing the nose of the Sphinx, and you now have a gun to her back. Put down the chisel, Carmen. So it wasn't me after all. Well, you've done very well for yourself here, Skag. Not well enough. There's a lot of work left to do. I'm going to return the monument, Skag. I'm just taking something for myself. A memento. The nose is going to be eroded anyway. The people who will receive these monuments will treat them badly. Some of them are going to be scarred by wars in the future. I'm preserving history. What are you going to do with a chunk of... Face-shaped rock. Exactly. What's the harm? Put down the chisel. Fine, fine, fine. She puts down the chisel and she raises her hands and turns around slowly. See? No violence here. No problems here. I'm not the threat, remember? I'm just a thief. The other Carmen. The raptor Carmen. Mmm. Destroyed my timeline. That's a rumor. You should know better than to put such stock in rumors. Then what's the truth? Well, if I went around telling the truth all the time, I wouldn't be a very good liar, now would I? If I went around letting time criminals live, would I be a good time cop? I wouldn't be so hard on yourself. 
Uh, she says that as Waldo takes uh, his cane, which is a very unfamiliar form of autocron, and draws a circle in the air, which is a time tunnel that sucks you back onto the ship. But not before, for you manage to shoot at Carmen and hit her in the shoulder. You see Waldo rush over to her, holding her, and she goes, Fine! You'll get your stupid nose! Ow! <laughs> um, and we cut back to uh, the scene in the, uh, the with the chief of the Time Watch as you uh, open a door to the hallway and the nose of the Sphinx is sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll look pretty goddamn good in the trophy room. Excellent work, all of you. you Thank you, sir. It's good to work with you again, Altani. The feeling is mutual. Oh, what's right. going on here, guys? <laughs> Gag. And with that, you guys have saved all of space time. Congratulations, and thank you so much for playing. Thank you. All right. We just applaud ourselves. Is that what yeah, happened well, there? That's it for One Shot This Week, Heroes, but we'll be back next week with Police Cops. Be sure to follow the Chicago Loot Drop on Twitter and thank them for appearing on the show. It was a pleasure to have them. You should also check out Time Watch and designer Kevin Culp, along with publishers Pelgrain Press. Remember, heroes, your setting could be featured on our show. Head over to the D10 slash O link on the Best With Stuff website, check out the system, and design a setting for it. Remember, all it has to do is fit on one page. Be reasonable about the font. If I get something too small, I'm just going to throw it out. I do not have patience after the two-page tabletop contest. Submit those entries to gamemasters at oneshotpodcast.com. One Shot is a Peaches and Hot Sauce presentation. Peaches and Hot Sauce is a Chicago-based comedy network with tons of great articles, videos, and podcasts for you to enjoy at peachesandhotsauce.com. And finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Be Your Own Pet with Adventure, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes! A castle.